Chris Benefield. Chris, Hello. Hello. doing great. And so this is a very special episode. So it's our 21st episode. We are legal. It's official. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we also have a special guest. Joining us once again on the pod is Chad. Chad, welcome back. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. So eagle-eared listeners will remember Chad from the Yacht Rock podcast last summer which legends are being told about that. It's it's filtering, it's bubbling up into everyone's uh, conscious around the internet community. Uh, sooner or later, it's going to go viral. Uh, mm-hmm. but we, are, we are back, the three of us, to talk about more music, uh, really dive into some themes. I'm really excited to see where this conversation goes. Uh, but before we dive into that, just a brief check-in, fellas. Uh, how are you? I could speak. Uh, I've been surviving uh, Minnesota's winter. Uh, successfully, I think. Um, so that's been my uh, my travail for the last three months. Surviving uh, is really the only way to put it. Yeah, it's been rough. It's not been a not been a fun one this year. I, I feel like this has been more of a slog than usual. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why though. I think uh, life threatening cold probably had yeah. something to do with it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so. 70 inches of snow or whatever we're at, you know, these things. I think it was more the negative 50 below zero, which doesn't even seem like a real temperature. I mean, sure. That too. But yeah, I was walking around on New Year's Eve and, you know, temperatures almost that bad last year. And it, it didn't seem like the same winter. The, the snow it compounds things for sure. Well, it's we had rain today. You know, 35 degree cold rain, but that yeah, that, spring is, sprung. that is an improvement over snow and ice. And with spring around the road, uh, around the corner, I should say, um, let's talk about some music. Let's talk about music that has been with us for way too long. <laughs> and that was Minnesota Weather Talk. <laughs> yeah, no one cares about the winter besides us here. Everyone else has, has moved on with their lives. Um no one. Well, I imagine some people have snow outside their their house as they are listening to this, but we have feet of snow outside our homes. So let's just move past that. Mm-hmm. Get over it. So one of the reasons I wanted to record this and invite Chad back on is uh, in recent meetings that we've had, uh, we've talked about this concept of the vault. Which yep. I believe was whose construction? I cannot remember from uh, right now. Uh, I feel like we discussed this idea a long time ago, you and I, and then I think on the same trip as the Yacht Rock Pod, we also discussed the concept a little bit. I don't remember where the vault term exactly came along. But. So who? wants to take a stab at describing what the vault is and why in theory it should exist sure and i yeah, feel like this yeah. song is just 
really emphasizing <laughs> the winter vibe and how well this pod that's, started. That's why I started. That's good. That's good. Yeah, that's solid. It's the listeners uh, are like, yes, I'm hurting, and I'm getting ready to yes, change the channel. Exactly. So let, let's let's get the, the definition here. Let's get the part so, started. So I, I did a, some deep thinking the last couple of days about this idea, and um, and so I wrote down some notes, and I, I'll, I'll lay this on you guys, and you can tell me what you think. So I imagine the vault is a place that we've established this in, in Antarctica, um, and for the good of humanity, in order to preserve the integrity of, of these songs so that they may be enjoyed by future generations, we've, we've discovered and we've planted the vault in antarctica so i imagine it's something like a much like a national park you know limits must be placed on these songs and these these uh pieces of art so i imagine it's a place that people would travel to to this place to the vault to be able to listen to these songs um where they'll be on an infinite loop in some kind of banging warehouse party you know that's always going always ongoing but it, they will not be heard outside of this place at least for a limited amount of years so we'll say 30 50 years or whatever like that so you have to travel to this place to hear these great songs but we're taking them out of rotation because rarity breeds appreciation absence makes the heart grow fonder and these songs have been played into the dirt there's just they've just been overplayed they're overused they're just tired they need a break they need to go someplace they need to be retired, and then they need to be rediscovered by people. So that's kind of my idea of what this is. Um, and so I want to. I, I always thought we'd like nominate songs to be placed in the vault. Now I know there's there is like such a thing as like I think the the Library of Congress has like a recording preservation thing where they take songs and they put them. You know they they designate them that they're very important, so they get some kind of designation. But I I want to take this a step further. Not only are they nominated as they're super important but they're also just they need to be taken out of rotation because no one can truly appreciate them anymore because they're, they basically become musical wallpaper you know in our lives and they're not they're not exciting so i um i came up with some things to consider so there's um four points that i i, th I thought i'd put out there for us so <laughs> One is it's if it is it a high quality song worthy of preservation? Is it a jam? Right? Is it a banger? Um, mm -hmm. Two, has it been overused and so cheap and that all of its power has been diminished to render it, like I said, musical wallpaper? It's become almost default music. So, um, you know, it's the kind of stuff that a person puts on like at a terrible year end video at, at your company or it's used at a funeral or it's used, you know, for those at a graduation. It's just those default songs that just people just have overused and they've lost all power. Um, another thought I, I had about this is that does the artist have plenty of other worthy material deserving of a listen that maybe having this song taken out of rotation would actually create more appreciation for the artist, but it would also, yeah. one other thing I thought would be, is something to consider is that if we take this song out of rotation, does that render the artist obsolete? You know, do they just disappear then? So I don't know where we fall with that. I don't know what that would, what that means. So one hit wonders continue to exist or if we pull them out, like if they just made one bang in song, do we, do we take them away so that no one hears them for 30 years and then they come back and they're just like, Oh my God, this is amazing. So they exist in Antarctica. 
Yeah, they exist mm. down there. And so if you go, if you travel to this bang and warehouse party that never ends, you get to hear this song and you're just like, what happened? Like, this is changing my life, you know, and you never forget it. So it, it retains its power. So another point I thought was something to consider is does a tradition or a ritual depend on the song? <laughs> um, you know, so is this something that sure it's super ingrained and it's super, it's, it's been, overused to a point but if you take the song away will the ritual or the tradition fall apart so like the best example i could think of like do we care if the beginning of a vikings game doesn't have a kickoff that starts with welcome to the jungle with the scream you know does that does that does that kill the vikings game vibe or are we going to be okay without it so um, I, I thought that sporting was events are going to be okay without Welcome to the Jungle, but I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's what I, I think, want to discuss, you know? Right, and I think part of what you're you're starting to get at is one of the things that I've been thinking about, which is I feel like on these types of songs that we're talking about, on one end you have the gimmick song. You have Who Let the Dogs Out, who, like, Nobody's ever really sure why anybody liked it. Nobody, very few people are going to own up to the the fact that they ever liked it. But for, you know, a a summer, you couldn't get away from that song. It was everywhere. But there's very few people at any point going forward that really ever want to hear that song again. So you got like the gimmick song like that on one end of the continuum. On the other far end of that continuum, you have, you know, these songs that people call timeless that even though they would check a lot, all the boxes that you just talked about, nobody really wants them to go away. So like when I was coming up with my list, I had a hard time putting any Beatles song on like revolver forward onto the, to, to nominate it onto this list. Right. Some songs just kind of get to that point where they are timeless, even if you've heard them a million times, um, you know, what a wonderful world by Louis Armstrong. Like, I don't know that anybody really wants that to go away. And then in between those two, you have these nominees for the vault songs that we think are good songs, have strong merit musically, but just got killed because they were so present for some amount of time that you just, you don't want to hear them. Like maybe we'll start there. Like, does everybody have sort of a classic example in mind of what that song is to them? Well, I'm going to jump in before we get to there, because I okay. I had identified ahead of time that before we got into different songs and the, the whys and how fors about those, that mm-hmm. I wanted to be a bit of a devil's advocate and talk about, is the rationale sound for this? Is it <laughs> fair to for you slash the vault committee to decide what music can and can't be heard by the masses. It's, this is it, the part where you push back against our theoretical construct that will never happen. Yes, That's, absolutely. Right. Okay, absolutely. good. Just, yep. Yeah, it's, it's, this is my contrarian hot take. So uh-huh. it seems, fully, it seems no, elitist to get to decide what 30 to 50 years of uh, individuals can and cannot hear certain songs because you are tired of it or want to preserve it. What are your thoughts? I fully own that it's a it's a, a study in snobbery, I think. <laughs> but but 
I think I that was a Sherlock think... Holmes book. <laughs> <laughs> I do think, though, that there is merit in it because I do think that absence does make things you know, grows the hot fart fonder, you know, the fart fonder. I think that's what I said. Um, We're keeping it in, staying in. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but I think that, yeah, I, I don't think it's such a bad thing for things to go away for a little while. I don't think that's such a bad thing. And I, you know, I, I don't have a problem with it. I would, I don't know. I, I've, I've, I've struggled with this idea too. And I, I think you're right, Michael. Like I'm, I've, I'm like, well, is this just, just me being a snob? And I don't think, yeah, it probably is. But I think there is some merit in like, you have to like, sometimes you got to cut, cut down the trees to let some other light in, you know, um, even though they're great, big, beautiful trees, you got to let the other trees kind of grow. And I think if we take, remove some of that stuff, we're going to have a more beautiful forest in the end. So and as I was thinking about this, and I think the vault, just the connotation of that is we're locking these songs up, like we're, we're not going to listen to them, nobody can access them for a while. And the way you describe some of the rationale behind this, it almost strikes me like it should be called the Louvre. Like you're taking these songs, these are pieces of art that you care about, and part of the reason is you want to preserve them. And you talked about the idea that the songs have lost their power, lost their influence. Yes because they're so ubiquitous. So I remember it was a huge deal maybe 10 to 15 years ago when there was a Led Zeppelin song that was on a Cadillac commercial at the Super Bowl. And it was a huge deal because Zeppelin had never like commercialized their music, and they've done it a lot since then. But I think there's a Cadillac ad in the Super Bowl where that happened, and it, it just changed the conversation a little bit about that music and of course, I love Zeppelin and don't hold that against them. But it seems like that type of idea that some of these songs have just been overplayed over everything and it would be beneficial for them to take a break. Yeah, right. And and I mean, getting to your pushback, I mean, number one, obviously, this list is going to be pretty personal for any person. Like, there's no way. <laughs> anybody's going to reach a consensus about what should be in it or not. And obviously we're talking about it from the perspective of three people from roughly the same generation in the same place. Like clearly, you know, people living in Kenya are going to have a different list <laughs> than well, we do. But, <laughs> like people have... born in 1925 are also going to have a different list. So like, yeah. like the rock and roll hall of fame, like there's, there's some kind of selection process. There's there's a committee. There's voting. People are, are put in. There's a ceremony. It would be an interesting thing if some collection of critics and people in the business decided, you know what, this is going to be a thing. Here's how we'll do it. And then it almost turns into a celebration. Of, right. Yeah. And, you know, and, but the, it's the 2020 very... class of the vault is, and, yeah, yeah. you know, you get a trophy, you get recognized. It'd be interesting. I think it's an honor. A Western culture, at the very least, you know, construct like Africa can have their own list unless it's got Africa by Weezer on it. And then, you know, it's a terrible list. But it's over. (laughs) That list gets flushed. (laughs) So with with that disclaimer and kind of acknowledging that, you know, maybe this is a study in snobbery, what I had cut off when you're about to offer an example of a song that might might belong i was just curious like you know for each of us what's sort of top of the mountain like what what song first comes to mind when you say 
something that should go in the vault, something that you think objectively, if you've never heard it before, is a really awesome song, but has just been stomped into the ground by overplay. Chad, get in there. My number one with a bullet, and I always think of it immediately when we thought of this concept or when I was thinking about it, is We Are Family by Sister Sledge. That song, if I listen to it again today, I try to listen to all the songs that I was going to bring up because, um, you know, I think if you listen to it, it's it's a perfect jam. I mean, it is perfect. It's Nile Rodgers, Bernard Edwards. They're crushing it. The guitar, the bass is so slick. The piano counters the vocal beautifully. I mean, it's just so gorgeous, but it's been played at every single thing I've ever been to in my entire life, you know, and it's played on the radio and it's played over and over and over. And I just, it just loses power in my estimation, because I think if you were to hear that song and you hadn't heard it for 30 years, you'd be like, Oh my God, what is this song? Cause it would just blow your mind. And I think all the whatever nostalgia and I think it would just speak to you. But now I hear it and it's just it's just background music and I don't I don't enjoy it anymore. And that's sad because I think it's such a great it's a, such a great song um, that I don't even hear it. And I, I, I wonder if other people feel that way. So, yeah, uh, you know, it's funny. I recently went down the well of realizing just how many songs there are that. Um, Niles Rogers was involved in that are huge in my life but that's just an aside um, I think for me uh, I mean this one is such a cliche but I, I you know not that long ago once again revisited somebody redoing this song for a purpose and I think I'm going to be talking about it on one of our other recent things that just reminded me like oh yeah that's this song is actually was at some point a really, really good song. And, um, you know, it's the song that nobody's allowed to to play at the guitar shop, Stairway to Heaven. And, I, you know, I I had really reached a point on this song that I just didn't feel like I needed to hear it anymore. And then, like, I think I talked about um, on another pod I, I was watching when Ann and Nancy Wilson redid it uh, at uh, a, a thing. It was the... What is the award that presidents give away for artistic? Anybody remember? No. Oh, no. Presidential art award. It's something like that. And so I was told there'd be no math. (laughs) Getting it. it This is the Obama years. And so they're there in the audience. And then it's Anna and Nancy Wilson and um, Jason Bonham playing drums and then there ends up being like a big choir and an orchestra. It's a big over-the-top version of it. But when I watched it, I, was, I really enjoyed the song again just by those slightly d- different takes on it and was like, oh yeah. <laughs> like that at its heart is a really good song. Now, of course, I'm also a sucker for a long song that takes you on a journey. So, you know, what are you going to do? Mike, what about you? Yeah, I had trouble with coming up with songs because I, I think I adopted that contrarian point of view of like this is a silly idea I don't uh, but I, the more I thought about it you know the one song that that came to my mind of something that and, and Chad touched on this a few minutes ago when he said that the artist has other music that is worthy of being played and recognized 
And I think often this a particular song gets in the way of that. So, you know, an artist we've discussed several times on on this podcast is Chris Cornell and Soundgarden's Black Hole Sun, which is a a good song, great song. I think this is also partially related to how often the video was played and just some of the imagery in the video is a little unsettling. So that comes to mind when I hear the song. But it seems to be the one Soundgarden song that any station will play. Right. <laughs> and it just gets added into the rotation. It's like, oh, yeah, like here's we'll kind of play some classic alternative rock. Here's Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden. And rock stations play it. Kind of, it, it just it's sort of everywhere. And they have so mm-hmm. many other great songs from different albums that I just wish like a fraction of that was geared towards uh, some of their other tunes getting played a bit more often. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't really fit into, it's like not like we are families played at every wedding I think, right. that I've ever been to. Yes. Well, Black Hole Sun is not. I might actually, that would be interesting if it was played at a wedding. I'd be like, all right, <laughs> this couple's going places. This is great. <laughs> but you you touched on one of the things that I think of when I think about these songs that get killed for me, and they usually um, were just kind of everywhere. Like almost every radio station across the dial when we actually listen to FM stations for music uh, would find an excuse that it somehow fit in their format, even if it didn't really. Like, I can remember stations that were primarily hard rock and metal, but they would decide, like, oh, we can play the Beastie Boys because they have some guitars and our audience also wants to hear that. So you turn on the rock station and suddenly you're getting a Beastie Boys song because... It's really popular at the moment, so we we decided how to play it. Or um, one that instantly comes to mind for me is like "Free Fallen" by Tom Petty. Like when that song was out, it didn't matter if it was like the adult contemporary, the rock station, the top forty station. The, you know, I feel like even like the R and B station tried to find some rationale for why they could play it. Like you just couldn't get away from it for a while. Um, and then the other thing I like that has already been talked about, because I was thinking about it, too, where there's these songs by certain artists where they're, they have one or two songs that are the only songs you would ever hear on most radio stations by them. And then there's this huge catalog of like other really good songs that just never get played, which so I'm glad we brought that up as a as a potential criteria. And it's a good song. It's a very good song. It just it would be nice if it's like okay we're gonna we're gonna take a hiatus from this for a bit we're all gonna agree <laughs> maybe another question should be did did richard cheese ever do a version of <laughs> listen i didn't sign up to besmirch richard cheese so if that's where this is going we're gonna have to sign off <laughs> to choose a song that probably falls into this category to, to reinterpret <laughs> absolutely all right so how where do we start here do you have tiers? Like I, one of the things I like about uh, one of the podcasts I listen to is the the BS report. Bill Simmons talks about like the Hall of Fame and how sports Hall of Fames have kind of gone off the rails a little bit, where it just seems like everybody gets in, and because you can't compare eras, it just seems like the Hall of Fame has has lost a little bit of meaning. So there should have tiers or floors, and only certain 
players get to be on the top floor and so on and so forth, which I kind of like that idea to yeah. borrow it for the vault. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you want to start at, well, these songs are kind of borderline. Maybe they're in. Maybe they just get in for a few years versus let's start at the apex of these are songs that absolutely are going on the top floor of the vault for yeah. the full let's 50. Start. start. <laughs> Full 50. That's what we should. We should sentence them. Yes. By years. We should give them a sentence in the vault. We should give them a sentence like 50 years. They get 45 years. Yeah. So that leaves a little bit of gray area. So it's like, I like well, that. the committee decided you get a lighter sentence, even though a longer sentence actually is a greater recognition of the the work. It's Maybe. almost like you want a longer one, but. But again, like to me, like you do have this threshold where a song just becomes sort of classic that even though people have heard it a million times, they don't mind it anymore or they they don't mind that. And so like it's part of what I'm I'm asking myself is like what differentiates um, Hey Jude from Stairway? Like what made the one go to a place where I just didn't want to hear it again? And the other one, it's still kind of okay, even though you've heard it a million times. I mean, I could put you on the couch and figure that out, but... Nah, get rid of them both. 30 years. (laughs) Right, and and that's the thing, too, is we're going to have some different opinions, too, I think. Like, even when I said Hey Jude, I kind of thought, you know what? I might be okay with that one going for... That that one's definitely (laughs) going. 50 years. I'm changing my mind. 50 years for Hey Jude. I, I, I think you start with the lower tier ones. I think we work our way up to I, the. I don't. I don't think we've we've done enough tier ranking to to sit in and do it that way. I mean, we can start running through the list of songs that we we put on our on our playlist here. People can throw stuff out. I, I don't really care. Yeah, I think we should definitely do, get get through some nominees and then we should start. We could start ranking them, but I, okay. I think that'd be fun and to I, start. I imagine themes will come out. Yes. Yeah, I think so. And and the other thing too, I, I do think there's a category we can use, or we just decide it just gets flushed. Like right, right. Just get, so it's just wiped out. You just this is my just, rocket to the sun category. Yeah, and I I don't think there's many we put on this playlist that I I would put in the rocket to the sun category. But some people might disagree. I definitely think there are a lot of those songs that had their moment for whatever reason. Like I I brought up who let the dogs out that yeah. you know can definitely be rocketed to the sun. You know clearly they don't meet your initial criteria that you put up there about sort of their artistic merit and whatnot. Um, but there might be other ones that we that are close to that. There's one I've got in mind for me that I would probably rock into the sun that I'm guessing most people would save. And I'm, I'm sure you guys have some, too. So uh, we talked We Are Family. I think we're all pretty much in agreement that that one would be pretty high on the list, that it has a lot of artistic merit. It's a good song. It's just been so overused. Are we all in agreement there? Yeah, I think so. All right. My, my only thought is that it is so ubiquitous with reunions and weddings and stuff that you would just say to, you know, people who are coming of that age or whatever that, well, you can't use this song for that long. Well, okay. So since we're doing what, a magical what, construct, what, what that replaces can't really happen, it, I guess is my question. Have you, have you seen the, the, the movie about what if, like the Beatles songs never existed. And so suddenly there's this one guy that's I the saw the trailer that remembers that there were Beatles songs. And so everybody thinks he's writing these amazing songs. So let's, let's just go with a construct like that. Like everybody's not going to suddenly feel this huge loss in their life. They're just going to 
forget that it existed for however long we put it in the vault and then it will come back and people will be like, oh, my God, I completely forgot about this. It's the number one song in the country again. Right, right. So what, I think that's what replaces We Are Family? Ooh, see, I don't know. Yeah, you got, if you want to do these tiering and what replaces this, you got to tell us this ahead of time. Like, take some thought. This is what I do. I throw wrinkles in. <laughs> what replaces We Are Family? Uh, I, my, I mean, I think it's another Super song that free. goes in the vault. Okay. Well, I, well, I mean, I, I nominated. I mean, I have. I had three kind of those three wedding songs that I kind of put together. They're kind of disco era songs where it was mm-hmm. We Are Family. Then I thought Cool and the Gang Celebration. Celebration is what I was thinking of, yeah. Yeah, but that one I think should go to the vault too because it's a killer jam and it's amazing. The horns are outstanding. I just, yeah, I mean, listen to that. The whole opening, you're like, yes, let's party instantly. But every time I hear it, I don't think about that anymore. If you really listen to it, you'd be like, yeah, I'm going to party. But no one does it anymore. Let's get to the bar. Oh, it's a cash bar. That's not good. Yeah, exactly. It it makes, yeah, exactly. It makes me think of super lame party. Right, exactly. Exactly. It's a lame party now, which is too bad because the song is, is, is a banger, but it's just, it's just so played out that you can't, you can't take it seriously. You can't like rise the occasion. So, so celebration was one that I thought I would replace, but you know I, I think both of them are gone. I'm just going to get rid of them all. We're going to have to develop a new wedding playlist, a new party. What's the and you know song what? in that trifecta? That, the that, Village People YMCA. Yeah, so this the, one I might argue with you a little bit more on. This one is definitely getting closer to the gimmicky side, but but go ahead. I I, I have a I struggled with this too. I thought maybe it's gimmicky, but the groove is so good. And it's it's it, but it's super schlocky. I can go either way though. I could rocket this to the sun, or I could see it. You know, I'm always imagining that hypothetical like endless loop down in Antarctica that you have to like travel to to hear these songs or something like that. And if you if you're at the party and you hadn't heard this song for 30 years, you'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna do some YMCA and I'm gonna love it mm-hmm. rather than be kind of like in this kind of like yeah YMCA doing the hand motions because everyone else is doing it, but you're really not feeling <laughs> it. You know, right. wouldn't it be great to just once do the YMCA with full enthusiasm, you know, and you're not drunk. You're just like, this is just a banger song. Yeah. I'm just super into this. And so I can see that happening with that song, but you could talk me into getting rid of it too. So, right. I, I mean, we're all the, all the same area. Part of me is inclined to say, well, it brings people so much joy. And I, I do have a huge place in my heart for a disco. Um, so, so there's that. But then another part of me is asking, like, what is really differentiating this for me from, like, Mambo Number no. 5 or... What's the other terrible wedding song that I refuse to do? The, uh, the one-step, two-step, now turn it out song. Why can't I think of the name of that song? Because I, I hate it so much. What is that song? Not the electric slide. That's another... No, no, that's true. But no, the... The, yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. There was an SNL sketch I think they did the other night that actually was really funny. I, I'm known for hating the song so much that there's been multiple weddings that they like call me by name onto the dance floor just to to try to torture me. Oh, um, uh, and, the Cuban Shuffle. Is that what it's That's called? Nice. To the right, to the right. <laughs> is that it? Yeah, it's called the Cuban Shuffle. Did, did you, you just, sure about that? 
I think Mike just went racist on us. Hey, I don't think it's. I blame. I blame the Google. I don't think that's what it's called, but okay. I don't. Maybe it is. I don't know. To the left. To the left. That song. Yeah, that's what says the lyrics. No, (laughs) that's not quite it. That can't be it. That's not not what I'm talking about. That is definitely not the name. (laughs) Okay, what? I I derailed us. Siri, do the shuffle. Do the Cuban shuffle. Anyway. You're the one queuing up the music. Look it up, man. I, I No, because uh, we'll lose our music. I, uh, anyway. We've heard enough of YMCA. I think everyone okay, is but, aware of what But this YMCA is my is point, is, is like, for me, there's not a huge distance between that song that may or may not be uh, a Cuban song and Mambo Number no. 5 and this. So I, 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 for me personally, I'm a little bit more okay with this Rocket to the Sunning, but at the same time, it's... It does bring people a lot of joy. I, I'm a little reluctant to get rid of it because of of that reason. So I'm I'm fine with it going in the vault. It I think it serves multiple purposes as well. All right, this next one is a is a great one. It's definitely one that comes to mind for me too. Cuban Shuffle. <laughs> yes. Is it? Is it? The, I want to know. Play it. Somebody no, play I, the damn. I'm 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 playing songs off our list. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, this song, yes. So here we have the end of Seinfeld. Oh, the end of every yearbook video. Every, right. every video ever made, I think, has yeah. this song on now. Two so, minutes and, what is it, 42 seconds of pure nostalgia. Just... So, uh, yeah, I put this I, I put this on the list. Um, I'm not sure. Uh you know, I, I feel about this. I'm more like on your YMCA kind of thing where I feel like this is more my uh, this is my rocket to the sun. I, I, can't, I can't do it anymore. So I'm kind of with this one. I think it, it I think it's at the core. It's just a very solid, simple, you know, folksy pop song. And I, I really liked it when I first heard it. It just, you know, for the reasons that we've stated, got so 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 overplayed but, but I, I feel like if it were to go away for a long time and then come back like I would I would be happy to hear it okay Michael what do you want me to chime in about now <laughs> Cuban, Cuban Shuffle by Green Day I think it's Cupid Shuffle oh Cupid <laughs> Shuffle are we still on this can you play the damn song uh, all right, so Mike, uh, are you uh, good? Uh, the dedication. Good riddance, time of your life. You on board with with evolving it? Um, I guess it seems like we're we're kind of branching around different categories though, because it seems like there's some songs that are like, hey, this is a good song. This this uh, deserves to be preserved, and mm-hmm. I get the sense with time of your life that you just don't like it want it to go away uh, i don't like it i mean i i don't i did i liked it i think initially i was like oh that's a good tune and then it just i mean i don't know how quickly that became you ubiquitous is that the word i'm thinking of where it just it was everywhere and i just it just lost all power very quickly but i do think it probably does have power that i can't even i can't even like touch anymore like i can't even like hear it and feel it 
anymore. And I think it would be an interesting idea to put it away for 50 years and listen to it again and um, see if it grew um, or if it, it regains its kind of familiar power that it, that it maybe once had. So, mm-hmm. but so, you know, I didn't nominate anything. Any, I didn't nominate anything. My list was things that I, I do like the songs. I just, I just don't know. I can't listen to them anymore in any sort of meaningful way, which is which kind of makes me sad. Actually, I'm just like, oh, that's too bad. I can't listen to this song in any. Nothing comes to mind. I have zero reaction to it. You know, so. Yeah. Um, you that feeling about this one too, because. Yeah. All right. Are you playing it? All right. Oh, blasphemy! No, I put that thing to bed. Imagine going to Antarctica to hear that song. 50 years, suddenly this song comes on for the first time. You hadn't heard it in 30 years. You'd lose your mind. You'd crash your car. You yeah, wouldn't. but I, I, I still, you're talking, just talking about, like, I, I still feel something when I hear this. Really? Every yeah, time? I do. Really? Oh, sure. man. I don't hear anything. I do, I just, it's just background music to me now. It's it's like it's it's just like being at Dayton's and shopping. You know, it is, I just hear it's just music to me. No one yeah, except like the three people who listen from Minnesota know what Dayton's is. Well, okay. Well, uh, <laughs> well it's Mervins. <laughs> what do we? What do you want to know? We, does Marshall Fields exist anymore? I don't know. What, Don, Donaldson's. <laughs> Uh, you really need to get out of the great. We are so Caesar. Midwest. Uh, <laughs> uh, burgers, burgers. There you go. Yeah. Is that one? Is that one hitting our demo? I don't know. What are we? What are we? So, I my was, dad worked at J.C. Penney's for twenty years. There so you go. That's that was my uh, maybe J.C. Penney's music. Sears feels like. Yes. So yeah, I I don't I don't feel anything with this one, but you guys can disagree with me. You can you can keep it running free. I mean, this one has has moved into that sort of you know classic timeless for me. Like it it still works for me, but I can also hear it from your perspective. Like I can I can see me being in Target and this is over the you know PA system and it's barely registering. Also, but um. I feel like I feel like here's a here's a and uh, here's an I feel like it's like it's like seeing a gray squirrel. He was like, oh, there's another squirrel. I don't I don't care, you know? I mean, sometimes a squirrel does something interesting that I'm like, oh, okay, now I'm dialed in, you know, for a second. But then basically it's just another gray squirrel out there. And a lot of these songs... Are you comparing Prince to a gray squirrel? No, this, this song this to song. a gray squirrel. But my, my comeback would be, does that squirrel play the guitar solo at the end of this song? Because <laughs> well, I'm definitely going to notice that. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. I just feel like it's, a, it's they're all gray squirrels to me right now. I really got my list. I, I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't really get anything out of seeing it, gotcha. you know. Plus, Prince has like a billion other songs, so let's clear the decks and let him. Let's get some other stuff out there. Well, and and put it maybe maybe another way to put this is for artists who you feel like you want their other works to be recognized. Which one of their songs should go into the vault? So for Prince, if it's not this song, what song would it be for you, Chris? Oh. <laughs> I'm almost inclined more to say Purple Rain. Yeah, of anything, I think Purple Rain would be the one. I don't 
totally want to put it in the vault either, but it, it would no, definitely. Be but I would I would select that over Let's Go Crazy. Nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, that wouldn't be up there too. I actually not sure the last time I heard nineteen ninety nine. To be honest with you, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, my wife said Purple Rain too. So, but yeah, I the, Purple well, Rain. That's, it's done deal. It's, it's, in not, the it's over. Yeah, it's in the vault. It's gone. See ya. <laughs> Bye. All right, moving on here. All right. Are you moving around? I see. Are your papers shuffling? What's going on over there? That's not me. Sorry, did I move something? I moved my computer a little bit. Sorry. It's all good. Mm-hmm. So here, here's our next one. So I'm just absorbing this, but yeah, go ahead, Chad. I'll give you I'll give you my reason for this, why I, I think it needs to go to the vault. I played it for my son, who's 13 years old, and he shrugged his shoulders. Oh, and, you know, and I'm like, yeah. And but he likes a lot of the other Beastie Boys stuff. He hears that, he's like, yeah, that's a banger. That's good. That's good. This song, nothing. So I'm not sure if it if it, maybe it wasn't maybe it's just not even that good of a song. For me, it's got some. I thought it was always like I was like this song's kind of a banger. It's emblematic of a time, but maybe I don't know if it needs to go to bed or if it needs to go to the vault. So I'm gonna leave that to you guys. Well, so this one I have to kind of recuse myself because the the truth is, I really hated the Beastie Boys at this moment in time. <laughs> like. Until I heard Paul Revere's ride, I just, I, I didn't get it at that moment. So this song sits in a little bit of a different place for me. Mike? I think it's, again, it sort of falls into that Black Hole Sun category for me, where it's played on any radio station, especially now, because it's just considered a classic, so it sort of folds mm-hmm. over into a lot of different genres. Well, it's also the song you instantly play if you want to evoke, like, you know, like frat boys and beer drinking or, you know, a party of a certain era. Right. Is that even something we want to remember? Should we just 86 it? Just send it to the sun? I don't want to 86 it, per se, but I, I'm not sure that it's quite vault worthy on the, some of the merits that you originally put out there. Sure. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. I'll fight for the right. I don't know. I guess lately it just doesn't seem like I hear this all that much. I always seem to hear it at weddings. Really? I don't know why. Yeah, I think I've heard it at weddings. But maybe, you know, this is the, this is the thing about these songs. I, I think I hear them in these events. I may not I may not have heard it. Maybe but you're I, just I think, drunk. But I just, I just imagine. <laughs> it might be. But I might just hear these. But I feel like it's just like I just hear these songs and it may not even have heard them, but I imagine that I've heard them in these events because they just are always there. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I was in try. I just wanted to bring it up as an idea. So mm-hmm. uh, all right, this, but this next one is on. definitely definitely one that I would like to get out of the way for other songs by this band to be out there more. But it's because they're near and dear to my heart. I don't know if anybody can hear that at this point. It's a little quiet. It's a quiet song, Mike. Well, let's oh, goodness. Let, let it wash over us. Uh huh. It's where, where we started. So, to me, as much as I love REM, this one is. It, it borders on being pretty saccharine, but 
I, I know there are times in, in, in my life that like this song kind of works for me so it's it's right on that edge for me but more importantly for me like there's so many good rem songs that you just almost never hear that getting this one out of the way so that other ones would get played that are not so many sounds really strong stand or shiny happy people <laughs> and it would to you because you know you have terrible taste in music but yeah <laughs> that's besides the point <laughs> for me it would be losing losing my religion would be the one that you think would go in the vault that is just so it just was ubiquitous it was everywhere it is i'm still scarred from that back in the day when i really did not like uh that song and rem i mean i think it is ubiquitous and a better song overall than than this one so it, it would be more one that i would be inclined to put in the vault I don't necessarily want to rocket this to the sun, but it's it's closer to that for me than than losing my religion. What do you think, Chad? I would, yeah, I, I want to vault this one just because I think it is. If I heard this song thirty years from now, I would be like, oh, that would hit me. Like it would hit me, you know. Now it I doesn't catches you on the right day. Suddenly it, it can feels right. You know it what can. I mean? Like you know, if it, if you're in a certain mood and your life's in a certain place. It, the song goes from cheesy to making a lot of sense in a hurry. It can, yeah. It definitely can, but I, I, I don't know. I've heard this on, like, football games. I don't know why. I just, you know, I just... just I, I need just, to go to the weddings and football games that you go to. I don't know. I just... I hear this in places that I shouldn't hear it, and I, I just... I want to get rid of it. I, wanna, I don't want to get rid of it. I want to... Right, right. I think I want to preserve it. I want to put it in amber, and, and I want, you know, and I want to... I want somebody to discover this later on and create, you know, bring it back and just overwhelm us with like, you know, uh, with it. So, so I, I would put this one in there before I would put losing my religion in there. I, you know, the mandolins hurt. So I, <laughs> I don't, I, that one, that one just got played into the ground and I don't, I don't even really care if I, if we lost that song, <laughs> I, I, it could go but, away. But to me, in some ways, that's like the perfect nominee for this is like you, you do have to ask to some degree, has that song been stairwayed? Have it, yes. Has it reached that point where like you can't hear it anymore? You can't un hear that artistic merit that it had at, at one point. At one point, you heard Losing My Religion for the first time. And if you're not Mike, you thought, oh, this this is a really good song. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> All right. This I next think we lost is... him. I think I think we, I think we lost your co-host. I in the in the interest of not belaboring more REM talk, I'm gonna <laughs> just let us move on. And for the record, I do I I don't uh, actively dislike that band. It's just I had a strong that's response. <laughs> I had a strong response to people back in the day who were thoroughly into that group and it seemed like there was a certain type of person that if you didn't like rem they it was held against you and mike Chris was like those, those people those those guys don't like tesla i i i can't like them Listen, <laughs> we are coming up on the 30-year anniversary of tesla recording their five-man acoustical jam album so don't think that's not going to be celebrated <laughs> <laughs> you keep saying that word. I'm not sure it means what you think it means. Uh, okay, so this 
song is definitely in the classic category for me. So, but uh, Chad, you you put it on here, so I'll let you talk about it. Okay. So, what song is it? But I'm gonna let it wash over. This one I felt like fell under the same category as everybody hurts. But it's sure. but it's even gotten. I have strong feelings about this. This will be fun. All right, you can slide down the volume a little bit. Yep, yep. We, we, we got the gist of the mm-hmm. song. There's, I, I just feel like this song has <clears throat> overwhelmed us with its hallelujah-ness. Uh, I, <laughs> I like it. I've always loved it. I think it's a beautiful song, but I can't hear it anymore in any sort of context that makes that even moves me. So I, uh, I, you know, and then there's, I feel like there's the Jeff Buckley, Rufus Wainwright knife fight that happens, you know, with the mm-hmm. versions of this song. And I'm, I just want one of them to win and then go to the vault and then I'll travel there. And Wait, I is there even song. a question that Jeff Buckley didn't win that? Like that's a, that's a question. I, I, I think it is. I, I like I, both. So I enjoy them both. I'm going to give Buckley the nod. And, and of course, you know, in case anybody's listening, I mean, we also need to shout out Leonard Cohen here because, right. you know, of course, but no one listens to that one. So if I well, were the Leonard they, they Cohen should. version and if I know, but if I heard the Leonard Cohen version, you know, in other contexts, I might be I might go away from this. But it's not just those three. It's the there's. Every every time there's a, a competition in the voice, somebody sings it. Somebody sings it on American Idol. Somebody sings it in at every single event that's ever happened. And but this is kind of the at point. Football like, games, it's at football games. At football games, I heard football game. <laughs> when a guy gets hurt on the field, they say play this song. You know, I saw a golfer go down. You know, hit a ball in the water. They played this song on CBS. It, it's just you know, it's it. You know, I. I just think it's been overused, and we need uh, to. The uh, the bell choir at my church does it. Yes, right. And I and I and I still enjoy it. Well, see, I I, <laughs> I know you can enjoy it, but wouldn't you enjoy it more if you just waited and you're like you you would it'd be like the like seeing the face of God again, you know, if you heard this 30 years from now. I mean, if you you know if you hadn't heard that before, I just I well, don't know. Yeah, no, I, there, there, there is that. I still, for me, this has moved into classic territory where, even though it, for all the reasons that you state, like it's, it's out there, you hear it a lot, it can kind of lose its power a little bit because of that. I do, it's moved into that realm where I don't really want it to go away, but I can understand why other people would want it to. All right, Mike, you said you had strong feelings because it's a powerful song, and I do have well. What does Hollywood make you? What does it bring to mind for you guys? So, so not <laughs> much. Nothing right now. I'm really? I, I struggle. Yeah, I struggle because so, I've heard it in every context, so I don't have any context. I, I don't have one particular moment tied into the song, and maybe that's so, why it's more classic to me. So this is – you guys are going to love this because you're going to laugh at me. Oh, my God. This is going to be the freaking OC, OC, isn't it? Yes. So <laughs> there's going to be a few listeners who are going to enjoy this. So it not just the OC – uh, but season one of the OC ends with a montage with Jeff Buckley's Hallelujah, and it is just emotionally devastating. <laughs> is it, Mike? Is it? <laughs> oh my God, it's so well done. It is so is well it? done. 
Yes. <laughs> it is so well done. So it okay, makes, now, now I want to put it in the vault. You, you single-handedly. See, <laughs> see, see swung, swung. <laughs> It's gone. Thirty years. So and the OC gets rocket to the television, and right. it ends with a montage of various events going on. Uh, different actors and uh, actresses giving uh, quite a performance as this song plays. There's a lot of loss. There's a lot of pain. And it is just, it's a very moving scene. It's a very moving uh, use of that song. And then another series it's been used in was, I think it's season three of the season finale of The West Wing, which kind of a similar montage vibe, um, not quite as impactful as the OC, certainly. It's a high bar. Uh, <laughs> but it's also used uh, in the West Wing. I think it was actually used in Shrek, but I've never seen Shrek. Uh, but... Mike, if you were going to wax nostalgic about mediocre TV that every song that we bring up has gone into, we're going to have to do like three volumes of this episode. This could be, yes, its, whole, it's, <laughs> its own show. Right, but well, I, I do bring I this up Casey to say... sang it to Dawson, didn't he? I don't know. <laughs> No, what was this? I don't know. I won't go down the Dawson's. <laughs> I like it that Mike tried to be like all serious. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, oh, no, no, that no. didn't happen. That was with Joey. Yeah, it's like... Joey. Joey sang, and then Dawson realized, like, oh, wait, Joey's attractive. I think I'm in love with her. Like, Wait a minute. Hold on. She plays the guitar and sings this Jeff Buckley song? Right. Uh, all right. Anytime I get a chance to talk about the OC, I'm going to take it. So um, watch, the, watch the OC and get just emotionally prepare yourself for the finale hoping that there aren't more OC songs on this list. Yeah, I can't, really can't wait. I hope there are. Oh, I think you put one on here. I, I see one ahead. I, I feel bet like I did. You're gonna, so this this you're next one is people. sort of one of the defining songs of this, you know, things I would like to put in the vault. Because I think it's a good song, but man, did they get killed for me. Is this, is this because of Jerry Maguire? Jesus. Oh my God! <laughs> See, we're, no, getting it's to, not. we're getting to the essence of what the fault is. <laughs> I think it's like, but every time we don't have our own memories of these songs anymore, it's just it becomes. Like, <laughs> every time Mike's like, "Is this because of crappy cultural touchstone that you don't like?" It makes me want to vault them all that yes. much more. Oh, they played this the third to the last episode of Saved by the Bell. <laughs> My God, I mean, I can't believe what happened to Screech that episode. <laughs> so, is everybody on board with vaulting pre-fallen? Yeah, twenty years. Yep. All right, good. I, this next one, I'm, I might just rock it. Son, I just like that he's talking right over me at this point. He's had enough. <laughs> I think that song, for, from time to time, will still produce something. Like if I'm. Uh, you know, adding myself again as being in Minnesota, like a nice like summer day, driving up to Duluth, that song comes on, the windows are down. Like I, I get a little something out of that. All right. So spoiler, it's <laughs> like there's like 20 more songs on the list. That, that was an episode of the trying, West Wing. Trying to move it along. But <laughs> we maybe we don't have to get to all of them. But, you know, here's one that I, I, I'm I'm real close to putting this on a rocket to the sun. Gone. Just for that thing alone. And here's the thing is like I think it's an okay song and, and he's got another one that's, you know, every uh yearbook video ever. 
My only problem with Steve Miller is he, along with like the Eagles and a few other bands are, or a few other acts, are those CDs that are like in like the five CDs that any person that really doesn't like music act owns and like puts on when you're over at their house because they only have like this and the Eagles' greatest hits and um uh REM <laughs> no. <laughs> They've got uh, the Black, Hole Green. the Black Hole Sun single. They have Jimmy Buffett's greatest hits and like something by Billy Joel, and that's about it. They got, they got the white guys covered. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I think it's an okay song if I had never heard it before, but I also can probably do without it. I'm a joker. All right, this next one I think is 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 kind of like right on the tipping point for me as well. Like I think again, it's objectively a good song, but man, I'm not sure if I need to hear it. I think I could do like 50 years in the vault for this one. Like I can be dead before this gets played. <laughs> You're basically just attacking boomers right now. Yeah. Attack the boomers part of the show. Yeah. Yeah, I could die before I hear this one again, too. I'm I'm with you. Let's Thelma and Louise this one. Mike, which OC episode was this? I'm not aware of an OC episode. I think Joey's eyes were brown, and I think Dawson played this for her in episode 42. All right, this next one is is more recent, and we've been discussing it recently because we're we're going to see this this summer, and I'm sure I will have to endure it. Oh no! Oh, he doesn't he doesn't always play it. Okay, I'm here's hoping because <laughs> I've seen him a whole bunch of times, and every time I saw him post this song coming out, uh, I heard it. So. I, I would actually nominate this along. I'd have a co-nominee. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Cold plays yellow. I'd like to nominate that with the Ernest piano ballad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pod of the vault. I think there's a certain section we can do. Right. We can. I think for me, what is kind of unfortunate about Brick's success, which I mean. That was their big, his biggest tune, to my knowledge, is that he has so much other good music that doesn't sound anything like this. Right. It's, it's, it's a song that's in the way of his other songs, and so it's this next one. It's a brick. Another band. But, yeah, the, the, this is a brick there. that's drowning his catalog slowly. <laughs> but, and, and this is a question that went back to Sister Sledge, We Are Family. What, what replaces Brick as... A, a song about as the, you're on the way to the clinic song like what, what is the occasion exactly other than you're listening to make light of that i'm just wondering if is there another song that tackles that subject that is as popular uh my short answer is no i don't i don't have an alternative uh you know song on that specific topic but i'm still fine with vaulting it if not outright rocket to the signing it no, I like the idea of the vault for some of the criteria Chad laid out earlier, where it's, you know, it it's interfering in other Ben Fold songs being played. All right. Speaking of interfering, this might be the ultimate. Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> At least he didn't play the Jay Maskus one or the Dinosaur Jr. one. Ugh. 
But uh, sort of like Brick, this song has two issues. One is, you know, if you're listening to most radio stations that might play this song and they say there's a song by The Cure coming up, you can pretty much gamble that four out of five times it will be this song and the fifth time it will be Sunday I'm in Love, which are both not... Friday I'm in Love? Friday I'm in Love, sorry, yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Sunday I'm in Love too, but Friday... Friday for sure. Sunday I'm in love and then it's the Cuban shuffle. I think they play that. Right you got to Cuban shuffle your way through the week to get right, the right, Friday right. love. <laughs> but it will be one of those two, and most of the time it will be this one. And it will and, always be a disappointment. Right, and and it's also not exactly where most of the Cure songs are, or why most people wanted to turn on a Cure song in the first place. So I just there's so many of their other songs that I like to hear. So, but, it, but it's a good song. It's a gorgeous song. It really mm-hmm. is. So, but yeah. So okay. I'm watching it. Yeah. All right, next one. That's- one of my very favorite bands, but uh, this can go in the vault for 40 years easy. 40 years. Done. Mm-hmm. Moving on. I, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even hear it again now. Like, uh, <laughs> just so I can hear it coming down the mountain more often. Yeah, right? exactly. Let's get it out of the way. You know. Yeah. All right. This one also sort of similar for me. Oh, man. You really hit all the low-hanging fruit here. <laughs> because I mean, because man, again, great band. This this whole album is so great, and yet is. this is the one that you will hear every single time. But it's it's become a it's this song is, is in particular has become annoying to me. It's <laughs> annoying when it's played now, or I'm just like, ah. I still get hyped for it. I, I when it comes on certain situations, mm-hmm. weddings. Weddings, football games, football games, Donaldsons. I think hype music also plays a larger role in Mike's life for for music than it does in mine. He hypes. Music get hyped too. I feel like is a much stronger criteria for the songs that you like than than it is for me. One thing I think would be interesting, and I, another idea for the vault would be like you put all these songs on a on a tape, and then you can hand it to you hand it to a child when they're fourteen. You'd be like, listen to these, you know, and are they going to change their life or not? Mm-hmm. You know, would they be actual like whole? You know, even fifty years from now, people like, well, that's pretty amazing. And right. I think that there's would be a moment it. in time that this album and this song was kind of a revelation. Yeah. But- Absolutely. So other people that I know were listening to, and then suddenly there was this record, right. and like what? But that might be some different context too, you know, in a different culture. But but I still think like these songs could possibly resonate with people in the future. Yeah, Speaking is there of any hip hop or anything in in this list from either uh, of you? You know, I went to find some because uh, at first I was having a little bit of trouble, but we'll get there. But while we're on the on the moment of or on the topic of like songs that. You know, had that life-changing moment, but maybe can also now go away. Oh, man. <laughs> Thoughts? Well, I, I can't endorse it. You can't endorse vaulting like it? Or you can't you don't it? want can't it to go I, away? I can't endorse vaulting it. It's, it's, it seems too important. It changed my life. 
Right. But, I'll, uh, but I'd like it to change someone else's life. And I feel like it. I don't know. Well, you're the, you're the one with, you know, if you play this for your son, does he shrug? No, he's heard this. He likes Nirvana. He definitely does. But he likes other songs by Nirvana, which I always think is a which I always think is interesting where he's like, I like that song better than this one. So I'm like, what? Like, well, I like other Nirvana songs better than this too. Yeah, and I did back in the day. It just, but that's the thing too is people are coming at it where they don't they hear everything at once, which I always think is is interesting. Like, would these songs rise to the surface now in a culture that doesn't have, like, I mean, kind of a traditional, you know, the radio doesn't send it to them anymore. They're getting it. They have it all instantly the entire history of music and everything that's new at their fingertips all the time without any real filters, you know, any thought pattern about it. Right. Well, there's, yeah. And and so I, you know, or there's no, um, you know, culture filters, you know, or people that are in control of it really, uh, as much. So I think that's an interesting deal with these songs elevate or come up through the, the ranks again. I don't know. Can can we can we vault it just in case there's another like hair metal era so it can come back and and crush the dreams of yeah. Warrant a second time? That'd be nice. I think that's a good idea actually. Mm-hmm. I, I think if you gave it, well, would there be more hair metal? Because I want to sign up for that. I'm, I know I'm there you for do that future. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, I'd give it ten years. We're 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 of a mixed opinion. I am fine with ten years on this one, but you know I can also see Mike's perspective. This next one is is a pretty similar one for me. We'll see where you guys are. On one hand, I don't really ever want to put anything that Randy Rhodes did in the vault. And on the other hand? I mean, speaking of songs that you hear at sporting events. Oh, man. (laughs) That's just it. I mean, part of the exercise, too, is can we just get new music at sporting events, please? (laughs) Like, if I have to hear Crazy Train at one more reception wedding, I just don't know what I'm going to do. Been at my boss's retirement party. It was just like, hey, you know, he walks into this song with this song playing, and just, ugh, it's exhausting. I just want some churn in our culture. I think that's another part of it too. Is I want churn. Mm. You know, I think we need to clear the decks from some from right. some of these songs. So. Well, it's it's interesting that you say that because that's something Chris and I have, have talked about a bit. Is this idea that now the speed of art is it's just blazingly fast where nothing sticks. Things are kind of here and gone where before, like we had MTV and you'd have these eras of music and something like Nirvana comes along and changes it. And then there's that grunge era and that goes for a while. And then that kind of fades out. And now I don't, are there eras like what, what trends are there? I realize I'm old, so I'm out of touch, but it seems like it's music. There's less things that like stick. Uh, well, I don't know. I think Kanye is like he's sticking. He's stuck hard for the last ten years. Drake songs that Drake, that yeah. Stick. It, like there's EDM songs. Imagine Dragons. That is that? Oh God, yes. It's and sticking. I've, 
the rocket to the sun. That's I'm just saying. Yeah, but they're the Huey Lewis of right now. I mean, they're sticking in a way. Oh, rocket let's, to let's, the sun. Let's settle down on the throwing shade <laughs> of Huey Lewis. I'm not throwing shade. I'm saying that's what they are. I think that's the same kind of. They're the same thing, though, you know. So meanwhile, he's playing Bohemian Rhapsody, which is a topic that we should definitely address. Yeah, I, I'm fine with this uh, going away for a good 15 to 20 and hearing a bunch of other Queen songs and stuff. Yeah, I think we've hit peak. I mean, I thought we were already at peak Bohemian Rhapsody, and then we went to another level as a culture, and now it's just, it's got to go away. Even though I recognize it as an achievement, it's just... Whew. Let's let's send it away, <laughs> please. Give us a twenty year break. You know, there's so much other stuff out there for, especially in Queen's catalog. I think that should be discovered. So, Mike, so. nothing. I'm just. I, He's I have a hard time because it's such an intricate song, and there's not many other things like it. Beethoven. leave it there this next one can go away for the maximum thing for me but i get just the disclaimer is that his voice bothers the hell out of me for whatever reason <laughs> also played at sporting events yeah there's that <laughs> also played at sporting events yes <laughs> This one's rough. The, the, the Detroit Red Wings have a whole thing where the crowd sings it. Yeah, I know. It's the same thing with uh, Sweet Caroline, too, at the at Red Sox. It's just, mm-hmm. that's a, that should be a nominee if it's not on. Oh, yeah, it should be. But there's, that's the thing. So but, but that was one of my things from earlier. Is, is there a tradition that should be, you know, is it like saying a Hail Mary in a church? You know, is it just something that just has to get done now? And it's. Removing it takes something of the soul away, or does removing it actually make things? Could it potentially make things more more deep? You know, rather than having a default, you actually have to consider things a little deeper. Well, it's interesting how this song's had multiple lives. That you know, it was big back in the '80s, and it kind of went away for a bit. Then it got popular again. (laughs) It never went away. Feels like it went away. No, never. Not on my cousin's weddings. <laughs> but you're right in that a younger generation found it and took it all the way to number one, at least on iTunes again. Which happened with Africa recently. Right. And then Ben Folds is like, we should cover that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. how, how far are we going here? There's, somebody added a bunch more. I did. I did. Okay, we have a trio of ones that I would rock into the sun for sure. Starting with this. Piano Man? Yep. <laughs> Don't ever, 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 ever personally need to hear this ever again. I know lots of people disagree with me. Well, if this gives more space for Captain Jack to get some love, then sure. Yes. <laughs> Chad, do you ever want to hear this again? Yeah, I thought Chad blacked out for a second. I did. I was <laughs> this one also, I don't ever need to hear it again. I just like to hear songs by the people that he's singing about instead of this song. Yeah, this one I don't really see much merit in that I can 
point to or I I don't have any nostalgia for it. I don't have any I don't really see the musical really yeah, I don't seem to really think it's a very well constructed song. Not a great man people not, love it. They really did love it, but I feel like it just hit at the perfect moment of nostalgia for the boomers in some way or some way and I just didn't hit me. It's like Summer of 69 by Brian Adams. It's like, because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we need more cuts like a knife on the radio. I, need yeah. <laughs> I think this song is is a song that I used to get something more out of to go back to that framework. Yeah. And and now I would say, yeah, it just I there's not much of a reaction to that song other than. Reminded me of Weird Al covering it for episode one, which <laughs> I enjoy. But I, I, I mean, probably sing I probably sing those lyrics more than the actual lyrics of the song. Yeah, I hear this song like a hundred times for every time I hear a Buddy Holly song, and I I'd, I'd rather just hear a Buddy Holly song. Absolutely, yeah, it's like eating like a bowl of dry Cheerios, it's just not fun. Mm-hmm. All right, so this next one is kind of the finalness trio of. But, but but to go back to the vault point, if that gets put away for 40 years and you were to listen to it in 2050, no, 2060. Yeah, no, I still don't I like it, it personally. Piano Man might, mm-hmm. but I don't know about American Pie. So so is it really vault or you just want to throw it into the sun? Oh, I'm rocketing into the sun. American I think American Pie, pie I'm, I'm on board with rocketing mm-hmm. it. But Piano Man, I may vault. I might give that a 100-year sentence and see what happens. Yeah, I would personally rocket it, but I, I get it that most people would vault it. What about this one? On the win? I want to do a whole show. I want to do a whole show on Elton John. So, <laughs> well, you're gonna get your chance. There's a movie coming out about him. Oh yeah, this song. I always thought this was like. I never like. I never even heard this song really until. I mean, I guess it's the uh, George Michael. Is that George? Did he do it with him? No, what's, that's don't let this oh, go out on me. What's mm-hmm. Candle in the Wind? Oh, was that the Princess oh, Die? Uh, Princess Die song. Ugh. Yeah. Was that directed at Princess Die, Elton John, or the song? <laughs> I like very, Elton John. It's a very strong it. reaction. Yeah. This song, I just never. I always thought. It, I always thought it sounded kind of lazy. I don't know. I mean, nice. it's 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 a it's again it's a nostalgia song. Like it's American Pie. It's just I don't know. It's built on nostalgia and it doesn't. I don't know. I don't think it has much. I I, I might rocket it. Here we go. This is a rocket for me. Brian Adams. But man, this song was everywhere. That. But does this mean you also can't watch Prince of Thieves? You can't. No, you can't watch, Prince, watch of Prince of Thieves. No, it really. You can't watch Prince of Thieves. I think that's a rule. <laughs> does, does, does anybody want to save it? <laughs> I want to save Prince of Thieves just for Alan Rickman alone. Okay, but. But you this song. Make a supercut on YouTube for Alan Rickman. And are, Chris are you going to be able to watch the end credits without hearing this song? Yeah, I could do it. It's going to be okay. I can okay. do it. Right. Did you know there's an F bomb in that movie? No. Christian Slater. Yeah. Snuck it in? Snuck it in, and it, it made the cut. <laughs> Another reason to get rid of it. 
<laughs> All right. Oh, man, about Christian Slater? Man, we, this is going we, off the rails. We kicked it off I, early with Black Hole Sun, so I'll skip that. But here you go, Mike. What about this one? Uh-oh. You're going to... Are you really doing this to him? I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> it is the... Well, they play a, a variety of, of Pearl Jam songs. They'll play this. They'll sometimes play Even Flow. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I'll hear a live on the radio, which is always exciting. Mm-hmm. Better Man, they'll play. And I would almost nominate Better Man because this single version of Better Man is just pales in comparison to it being performed live. I'm going to posit something here. I think I think Pearl Jam is actually receded from. Tight. So when I hear Pearl Jam songs, I don't, I don't, they don't, I don't, even this song now, I'm like, I haven't heard this song in a long time. And it doesn't, I don't get it. I don't, it doesn't, I don't have that same like, oh, I can jam to this. I mean, I know back in the day, it was like everywhere, but really Pearl Jam has not, I mean, they, they have their place in culture, but they're very, they have their own, I don't know. I don't find that, I don't find it. It might not need to be vaulted, I think, because it's already kind of vaulted itself, I think. I think Pearl Jam purposely almost vaulted themselves in a way by receding. Oh, there's the F-bomb. For me, this this one is just so overplayed. But of all of them, this one I get, yeah. yeah. All right, I know where Mike's going to come down on this next one, but... You know, Chad and I can discuss it. <laughs> oh, Radiohead, goodness. <laughs> you have a real problem with him. Yeah, he does. But I, I think I, I'm okay with this one going away for a while. Yeah, I think so. It's always a... It, yeah, I don't think it's... It's a good song. I mean, I think it's well made and it's pretty and it's emblematic of a time. Um, but yeah, I I think you could give that 30 years and be, we'd be just fine. Is it going to recapture some kind of glory being put in a vault and no one listens to it for a while? Yeah, I mean, I think so it's again, ob- like, oh. objectively it's a really good song. There's a reason why it gets overplayed, but it, at the same time it is so overplayed. I think it would capture ears if you heard it for the first time in 30 years. Like, whoa, that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's uh, sounds in it that are unique. Right. So. What, what about this one? I'm a little more recent here. Hello. I like this. We do need more females in our list here, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. I haven't heard this in a while. I mean, you couldn't go anywhere without hearing it. But I it, feel really like it's, it really did. It really did. Kind of gone away. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Which is kind of weird. Hello. Like, why is that? I think almost for that reason that it did get so. Yeah. Like that Godier song, like the one year you could not go anywhere without on, hearing. This was song. on my list also. I've heard that a dozen times in the last like few weeks. Really? So, yeah, I don't know why I keep hitting it. So I'm just that song. Yeah. All right. I, I feel like we need to be sort of get bringing I'm this to close. So I'm, I'm going to hit the, the what I came up with for 
the uh, rap hip hop portion of this. I got a trio here, starting with this one. Oh, I'd forgot this had this part to it. <laughs> it didn't quite go to the what I thought it was going to. <laughs> but this is uh, lose yourself. Yep. Oh man. But when like, when do you hear lose yourself these days? Uh, like every like other montage of like a basketball rivalry. See, this is one of those that I would <laughs> yeah. This is one that I would trade in though. Anytime somebody wants to evoke the underdog. Yeah, like I would like to trade it in, and then like I would want it played twenty years from now at something, and it'd be like, oh my god, I am so this song is gonna hype me up like into a frenzy rather than like I kind of will get maybe ah okay but I could see a crowd completely losing themselves maybe they can't or maybe they maybe it still has that power over people but I don't know Mike it it definitely definitely did when it was was out Um, but I, I think it's one of those songs that maybe it's so common now that it, it's lost that, that hype power. Yeah. I just feel you hear that opening instrumental hook and everybody knows what you're trying to evoke because of it. Right. It's almost like, ah, yeah. oh, really? Yeah. This, we're going to do this now? Yeah. All right. What about, what about this one? Go, 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 go. Nah, well, my my wife would have strong comments on this one. In the positive or negative? Uh, she enjoys her some 50 Cent. I, I mean, I think, you know, it has its merits, but holy moly was it overplayed. It was, yeah. It's funny though with some of the club songs, it's different. Different feel because it's like if you hear it in a club, it changes completely. But some yes. of the other songs are more like listening songs, like you hear on the radio. Still probably gonna groan if you are trying to play this while I'm on the dance floor right now. Yeah. That, but that's just me. But now is is the third part of your triumvirate here? Is it Usher's Yeah? Oh no, but that's a good one. No, I'm a little further back for this one. Oh, Gangster's Paradise. <laughs> is this Amish Paradise? It's an odd choice. You think it's an odd choice? Man, this song was everywhere. As I walk through the valley, nah, I rock at this to the moon. I want to listen to Stevie Wonder. Well, yeah, but Mike, any any different feeling? Well, I I feel like I don't know if this needs to be in the vault necessarily. Where you're gonna listen to this in 20 years and be blown away by it. So mm-hmm. I just don't think it has the merit that I would want to vault it. Okay. I just want it to I, the kind of wither. I can hear that. All right. Uh, just I never like saw a, higher learning. Having something that's uh, <laughs> that's EDM-ish, uh, but that, that falls into this category for me, we'll go here. Oh, no. Speaking of Niles Rodgers. <laughs> Shit. I don't know. It's a good tune. It is. I'm sorry. I, I got to admit, I'm not sick of it. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's not that I don't think it's reached the. I mean, it was very popular for like a, a summer or or so. But... Oh, yep. There's definitely that aspect of songs are the song of the summer and get kind of trounced because yeah. of that. 
But kind of like the Adele song, I don't know if it's because of this era of music like I was talking about before, but mm-hmm. yeah, something huge in Adele's song was like, enormous. And then it kind of goes away. And I feel yeah. like this went away already. Okay. I got one last one here, and then we'll we'll wrap this up. All right. Yeah, this vault. Gotta vault this one, though. This is the opposite of Get Lucky. This one never died. Mike. Uptown Funk. Yeah, I can't do it. I want 20 years away. But do you think it wasn't 20 years that you'd enjoy it again? Oh, yeah. It's a good tune. Oh, yeah. Totally. I danced to it for sure, but I just can't do it anymore, though. I think I was at a young person's wedding last summer, and this came on, and people were pretty hyped for it. Mm -hmm. A young person's wedding? (laughs) How old did you sound? All right. That might be the best way to end the show. <laughs> I was at a young person's wedding. I heard this uptown punk. And I got the ticket. <laughs> All those whippersnappers were out on the floor like lickety split. Uh, yeah, so for this one, I never liked it. I never got it. I know lots of people did, but I, I would rock it this right to the sun. But I, like some other ones on this list, I... I recognize that a lot of other people did and still do really like it. I think we've crossed over a bit because it seems like some of the artists who were talking about their music, it's like, oh, I'd be honored. They kind of respect my stuff and they want it to be preserved. And others, it's, we don't like this song. We never want to hear it again. So, Right. I mean, that's the, but that's the debate, right? It's whether it's reached some sort of point. (laughs) Or apparently back to Eminem. (laughs) I don't know why it did that, but you know, did it get overplayed to the point where we're just kind of tired of it, but it is a very classic song. Is it stairway to heaven or is it not? And, and I think you're maybe being uptown funk is more recent. So, you know, it doesn't, you know, at this point have the gravitas that, you know, we want to put on some of these other songs that have been around for 20, 30, 40 years, but we are super popular. Like, and and there's some people that love Bruno Mars and think he's an amazing musician and he's going to go on their list of like greatest artists of all time because of when they were born and like what that song meant to them. So that's why I put it on there for a discussion. I'm I'm wondering, and this is not a, as a way to artificially extend this, but, you know, we grew up in an era where you didn't have control over your music, where you'd have to record songs from the radio to to hear them when you wanted to do you think that plays into our interest in trying to preserve the integrity of of songs um i maybe a bit i think um but i mean there's a lack of gatekeepers now in in some sort of way a bit but i don't know i mean i, I obviously what what you hear when you're young definitely will always be your first love. I mean, that's going to just always be the case. So, I mean, we definitely have some bias. I'm trying, I was trying really hard though, and thinking about this to not have that be the case. You know, I was trying to really be objective about, you know, these songs. Now those are songs I'm familiar with too. So maybe they're just the first ones I'm thinking of, Mm -hmm. but, but I didn't grow up listening to 
you know, we are a family. That was a, that song came out in 78, 79. So I was mm-hmm. like, I didn't really, I didn't really hear that a lot. I, I heard that more when I was like older. Like I've heard that more when I've gone to weddings and I'm older, all these events. And I'm just like, ah, I'm so sick of this. I hear it in commercials and I hear it in everything. And I just, and I never really listened to it. You know, I always just heard it. And I didn't listen to it. And that's the problem. And so actually sitting down and listening to it today, you know, or, or trying to listen to it made a difference. And that, for me, elevated it to this kind of vault status. Where I'm like, I want it to I think it should be honored, but it should definitely not be played for a while. So it can regain the power that I think it, it had and probably its appeal when it originally came out. So, yeah, I don't think that that the. Uh it necessarily affects because I, th- I feel like the songs are pretty equally distributed for me, uh, like across time of ones that I would be more inclined to rock into the sun and ones that I think that really do have artistic merit and that I would stick in there. Um, and I, you know, I don't think it's because of what year I listened to them and whether it was when I was more beholden to what got played on the radio or whatever or not. Um, it's just that some songs kind of, you know, do have that huge crossover appeal and we're everywhere and you just kind of got sick of them. Um, and that can happen right now too. Um, I mean, as you point out, maybe for a little bit shorter lifespan, but I still feel like, you know, with like get lucky, like there's those songs of the summer that you do for like a summer, you hear them everywhere. And that's still kind of the lifespan of a, of a song. And then, you know, except for that, there are the ones that, you know, like this one that, you know, they become like, let's play it at every wedding, which mm. has come up a lot. <laughs> mm. uh, so, I don't know. Yeah, I just think how, how we consumed music, not so much what we were listening to, but just how we consumed it, maybe affects this whole concept. Because now everything's just a unlimited virtual jukebox. Maybe, but somebody still killed Uptown Funk for me. Rocket to the sun. (laughs) Never. Well, now now that you've heard each other talk about these titles and debate their merits, what what do you take? What's your take home about the whole idea of the vault? Now that you've hashed it out, think it's you're more inclined to actually, you know, form a committee and start a Kickstarter campaign to make this happen, or you're less inclined that it's a worthy idea. I mean, I think I came into it completely fine with the idea, so nothing nothing discussed here has dissuaded me from that. Like, I, I, there's so much good music out there. There's so much music that really didn't get its due that having some things take a break for a while would be perfectly fine with me, and, you know, I w- would be... I don't want to say happier, but I would, you know, it would be enjoyable for me to like hear some of those songs kind of get their due. So nothing here has really changed my mind either way. And it, uh, I mean, it's again, it's a theoretical construct. It's not something that's going to happen. But but you could employ it. You could go on like the vault diet 
and just say, you know what, I'm not listening to these songs. But you can't really because I can't, you know, you, you show as we've talked about it, weddings, sporting events, you're at the, you know, Target, like you can't get away from them. No, people, I sit, I sit in the corner of the wedding. Music. I sit in a corner of the wedding with my arms crossed, just like I'm not dancing to this stupid song. You know? yeah, me too for that one. That we <laughs> still don't know what it's called. I'm not dancing the crazy train. Exactly. I think they are. I got a vault in my mind, and I'm just blocking it all out. So. Right. So I mean, yeah, you can't, you can't do it just yourself because the the world has to cooperate with you, and and it it doesn't do it. Yeah. You're going to be watching that OC episode, and you're like, oh, man. There it is. <laughs> you know it's coming up. you got to gear up for it. It's it's really a powerhouse. Yeah. I mean, uh, Seth is sailing away from home. Kirsten's just beside herself. Sandy's trying to console her. It's unsettling. Ryan's going back to Chino. I dearly hope that just nobody that listens to us has any idea what you're talking about right now. Uh, you think they're still listening at this point? You're very optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> Edit this. Edit a little bit. It's all staying. It's all staying in. All right. Uh, but my, gentlemen, I, yeah. we will uh, reconvene for other topics that we that we've discussed. A uh, little teaser for the future. Um, but if people want to chime in, if they have their own suggestions, yeah, I, I, there was fun ones we didn't get to. certain selections. Uh, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me, I, again, trying to respond to these things on Twitter a lot more, but at GeekZinga on Twitter. And Chad, do you even want to be found? Do you want to talk about this with people or oh, you just in the corner and not even? Pay? Well, that's what I, I like to do that, but you can find me. What is my tw- I don't even know my own Twitter handle, though. Yeah. Oh, Gilmaniacal. That's what it is. Gee. Yeah. So you can find me at Gilmaniacal. If you, if you need help spelling it, talk to Michael. Yeah, you can uh, hit me up at the id DM on Twitter, and uh, Chris and I are going to uh, attempt to get back into a bit more regular of a routine of recording. We still have <laughs> we that, say for the fiftieth time. We still have that other music podcast that we want to <laughs> get to. Um, we we kind of dabbled into some of that here today with some of the artists that were discussed. Um, but we have some thoughts about uh, over-underrated bands from the 80s and 90s that we're going to mm-hmm. talk about at some point. Uh, and, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, definitely uh, check out some of the older shows as well. And if you haven't listened to our Yacht Rock pod, do yourself a favor. It's about half the length of time. <laughs> it is hilarious. So uh, Chad just brings a tour de force performance <laughs> to that podcast. And it's not to be missed. The power of drink. <laughs> and vacation. And vacation, yep. yes. All right, All gentlemen, right. have a good night. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Sure. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>